0: Okay, it is December 1st, 2022. Uh, I started writing November on the prayer card there. Had to strike through that. December November 1st. Uh, that's, that's when I realized it was December uh, A little boy named Ethan Atwell, praying for. Uh, he's not growing, and they're trying to figure out why. He's 11 years old, real sweet little fellow. So we want to make sure he has lifted up Reverend Davis for his needs and, and his whole family. Young man, Sebron, trying to get custody, um, or at least partial custody of his children. I think it's five or six of them. It's just uh, uh Marta, uh, one of her relatives. Okay. And it's been a bad deal there. Uh, and we do pray for Marta and Charles too. Uh, Marcos, salvation for his son, Marcos. John and Ruby and Vassy and Linda. Charlotte, a Charlotte neighbor for blessings and just wisdom uh, after the loss of her husband, Gary. Our children and our grandchildren, all of them. Bob's children, Stephanie and Mike, salvation, praying for our country. Uh, War over there at at, uh, Ukraine, which is every day it becomes more evident that that is just a State Department run money laundering machine. Um, I'm praying for our nation and for John and for Jarrett, James and grandchildren and for our home here, Jerry Wright's me, Christian Forrest praying for Eric and Rex and Ted American patriots, persecuted Christians I want to just add Elon Musk to the list I'd like to see him saved and I know the Lord would for Ray and Judy pray for uh, does that say Tony? Tony, <coughs> well, he's by the house today. He's been down for,
1: I don't
0: know. <coughs> All these people's been sick from, it's the <coughs> flu, that's what's yeah. been reported.
1: Everybody's had it about.
0: It nationwide almost, it seems like.
1: Tony
2: thinks he's got Lyme
0: disease. <coughs> yeah. Whatever that is. Oh, well, supposedly tick, it's something a tick does to you, but it's it's an overblown thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things people don't understand is the power of suggestion and all this uh, symptom productions after the quote-unquote COVID pandemic. You know, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And a lot of, you know, it's like we said before, like Goober on that Andy Griffith show, he was manifesting every symptom known to man because he heard somebody talking about that. So... Um, where he had gotten rear-ended, just barely tapped. He was moving Andy's patrol car, and this <laughs> gal tapped. You remember that? Tapped him in the back bumper, just barely. He at the station. Back. Oh yeah. And then his arms were stuck straight out, and he was having all this stuff. But no, you can do that. That's that's called the nocebo effect, by the way. The nocebo. You tell somebody, well, you know, you you did it. And I think a lot of people that are seeing this stuff about the COVID shots. Would have been fine, but now they're thinking, oh, no, this is happening. That's happening. And There are dangers. They're certainly dangerous. But, um, you know, I think the majority of people that had it would be just fine. All of them got the distemper. The distemper. Well, we've had that around here, coughing and wheezing. I have no idea what that is, except I remember Jerry Lewis on TV, he he, he was... He said that he had to temper. Well, that's a dog it's cough. A dog that's dog when cough. a dog gets <laughs> cough. Yeah. <laughs> no. So um, persecuted Christians, we pray for um, uh, all the people and the effects of those vaccines. To you know that God would just save His people, peace and wisdom for all. I'll put John Park on here. Hopefully, he'll join us a little bit for his prayer list Uh, wouldn't reach each other father god we thank you so much for your favor and your provision we uh, praise you lord that you've made a place for us to have fellowship and to study and let iron sharpen iron Um, i know lord you've heard our prayer list you saw this list before it was ever written and we just lift these up to you that they might have your favor too We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Go to 2 Peter. Chapter 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith, with us, through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, our Lord of Jesus, our Lord. Uh, the notes in this particular Bible version it 's the King James, but the notes as well we 're really not one hundred percent sure that Peter wrote this, and scholars are, are are at odds about who may have really written this, even though the author claims to be Peter, Why and this one of these. Yeah. Have any notes? Well, I just think it's you know secular <laughs> secular Christianity. Secular Christianity is worse than atheism. You know, I told you about that so-called minister we sat under that was talking one night at a quote-unquote Bible study, and he said, uh, "You know, and scholars believe that Jesus could speak five or possibly even six languages."
1: <laughs> and that's
0: what happened. We just Christian busted out loud. <laughs> You know, I said he's God. He can speak any language he wants, and he's like starting to backpedal then. But he revealed his view of Christ. He did not view Christ as deity at all. He's just an
2: omniscient.
0: Yeah, he just you know Jesus to that man. I I feel like it's just a means to a paycheck. Yeah. Uh, Verse three, according as his divine power. Hath given us, given unto us all things that pertain into life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Well, this would be Peter the Apostle, because he says it is in the letter. If it's not Peter the Apostle, we have error in the preserved word of God, and God has let that slide somehow. And if that's who your God is, don't ever spell his name with a Capital G, because you're not serving the omniscient God of all creation. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain into life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, through the knowledge of Christ, of course, whereby are given unto us Exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is human effort in serving God rightly. There's virtually no human effort in your salvation other than to realize you're you're a sinner and you need salvation through Christ. And, you know, I was debating some Calvinists the other day. You know, uh, it always pigeonholes them when you say, can a person who is dead in their sin do selfish things? And they say, yeah. So, well, it's a selfish thing to grab a hold of that life ring so you won't drown. You're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for anyone else. And through that selfish act by that dead in their sins person, they are regenerated in Christ. You know, the Calvinist loves to say there's no good in you. You can't possibly do one good thing. Well, Paul said in Romans, there's none righteous among us, no, not one. Of course, you know, that's out of actually the the Psalms. But the... The thing is, you don't have to be, even if you could be. You can't be, but you don't have to be. You just take hold of the free gift of salvation. Why? Well, because you don't want to go to hell. You don't want to, you know, find out on the other side of this life that you're living right now that you've chosen the wrong road. Verse 9. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. There are people saved out there. They're in the body of Christ, but as one pastor put it one time, you're 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 like dandruff on the body. That's what you are, you're already not doing anything useful. You know, um you need to be looking at these virtues that are mentioned here. And, and, you know, there's even, it's laid out in a sequence. Um, Add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge. Or you start with faith and virtue. Well, that, that could be helping others who need help, praying for others, being generous. You have that virtue. And to virtue you add knowledge. Knowledge isn't wisdom, knowledge is different. Knowledge is what's in this word. Knowledge is, you know, what God has written, what He wants you to know. To knowledge, temperance. Temperance just means being calm and self control. Self control. And to that, patience. Be patient. You know, I I had prayed for Turbo, his back legs a few times, and, you know, just laying hands on him and, you know, say asking God to restore him in accordance with his grand design because I know how God designed little dogs to work. And about the time I started to wonder if anything was going to happen, one day he walked out of the sunroom and I was in there in my usual spot. And here he came out of the sunroom just walking across the floor. So God will oblige; He will give you the sun hitting. He saw the light. Well, maybe so, <laughs> but you must be patient. You know, uh, we tend—I do at least—tend to want something right now. I want to see these, wow, it's a miracle, then what happened, Things, And that does happen sometimes. But um, God has designed the animals, and he's designed us with systems of reconstruction and systems of healing that take some time. But they're works in progress, just like... We ourselves, spiritually speaking, our work's in progress. Well, you know, Turbo's needs were being met. It was a work in progress. Had to wait, though. Didn't want to have to wait, but I waited. But try not to ever let go of your faith. Last week... Well, we we didn't we didn't do a study last week simply because everybody was visiting and didn't have our uh, mascot here, you know, and
1: nobody to make fun of.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 What's wrong with? But um, yeah, everybody was chatting it up so much, we just let it go that way. But he that lacketh these things, again verse 9, is blind, cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. Now, does that mean fall into hell? No, we can fall in in our... lives as Christians. You know, Brother Perry Stone had a about. He colored outside the lines there a little bit. Well, we need to remember King David, don't we? And that he was a man after God's own heart. And not be so quick to uh, to judge. You know, uh, we like to do that.
1: I certainly am not gonna say that I don't believe perry saved i mean he very well may be but that one audio recording of him going off uh, uh he, he at, was I mean, a. Bro- you, yes
0: you... i listened to it he Are was you? a broken man his board of directors was saying you know all these women have come forward said you're making yeah you know lewd statements to them and overtures and you come on to them and and um was calling the entire ministry into a question and yeah he he broke down he cried he I'm he's, talking about where he went he off. He said, and, I'll, I will, uh, I'll take a gun and I'll shoot myself. That's yes. what he said. That's a broken man. Oh, okay. It's mean, a broken man. Just,
1: when I was listening to that, it didn't really sound like any Holy Spirit-filled believer. Did? No, that, well, he's mean, always
0: yeah. Spirit-filled. He the, yeah. the problem
3: is when, especially people in that position, they, sure, they can be forgiven and they can be broken, but they disqualify themselves from ministry a lot of times. For that, you know, like... Yeah. Jamie well <clears throat> because it's, it's such a, a high calling to be a minister, you have to walk a tighter line than anybody yeah. else uh, in order to minister yeah, Not you certainly you should that, say or I uh, can't be rather forgiven you can be but
1: uh, it's a tighter
0: line well we remember
1: I think my biggest problem with well i mean other than obviously what came out about him is, I mean, Perry was always real big on, God showed me something. How much you going to give me to tell, <laughs> tell you what it is? Like, he, I mean, he well, he said that
0: was that. money to uh, keep his TV show on so he could reach more people. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I think he's, he's, he's in, at his heart, he's a decent guy. And you know oh, what sure Peter is. Peter did? Uh, well, he used to come to Pulaski down there mm-hmm. at that church yeah, and saw what happened to that church. Well, the, what happened to the church? It, it burned. burned. Well, that's not Perry Stone's fault. I think they they wanted their basketball court. They wanted this big gymnasium, and they went into big debt for it, and God left that thing standing, and he took the the sanctuary down. You know, so y'all just meet on the ball court. But uh, Peter denied Christ three times. After that sermon, you know, he, he preaches this sermon, I mean, in the book of Acts. Uh, at Pentecost, prior, he had denied Christ three times. He was restored. We, we, we should all be thankful that we serve a loving, long-suffering, and forgiving God. And, um, you know, maybe a virtue, if we could cultivate a virtue, would be to try to empathize with those who stumble when they're trying to get back right, when they're tore up, when they're upset that they've been busted, you know, let let them know you're with them, praying for them and, you know. um, But we ought never to point to anyone and say, well, thank you, Lord. I'm not like that feller over there. You know, I, liquor never touched these lips. Now I don't look with lust on women and I don't miss a day or night of church. I tithe of my earnings. Thank you that I'm not like that guy over there.
2: It says if you say you have no sin, the truth is not in you, you make God out to be a yeah. liar.
0: Well, we don't want to give God occasion for testing. See, Peter did. Peter was, he told Christ, Well, if they all deny you, I won't. If every last one of them deny you, I won't do it. And he was puffed up in his opinion of himself. And I'm sure he really believed that. But then when it happened.
3: But he hadn't received the Holy Spirit yet. Wow. Well, uh, he got that when they prayed in the upper and room. Pentecost. In the, in the well he Christ in John chapter 20
1: <coughs>
0: well keep your place there in second uh, Peter and go to John
3: he went out from that upper room experience and that's when you preach the uh The famous Sermon of Pentecost, right after that.
0: Um, Jesus' resurrection, John 20.
3: And Christ breathed on him and they received the Holy Spirit?
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't know where that is. I think it's John.
3: It's It's cast time. You've got to wait 24 (laughs) Except 12 About, yeah. <laughs> Just get up early in the morning. <laughs> Hopefully it will keep it going. Um,
0: Not bad. Verse 22 of John 20, And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive you the Holy Ghost. So um, we'll go back to Second Peter. <clears throat> Verse eleven, first chapter, second Peter, For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, be established in the present truth. Yea I think it meet or good as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has it shown me. It right there, don't it? That first <laughs> it does. that it's Peter. <laughs> yep. and, and and why anybody would even entertain the thought that well it might not really been Peter there. You because know those uh,
3: theologians, it's their job to refute and to crit- be critical of, of well, the
0: original. Well, as long as they're not professing to be saved, then they can just trudge right along in that. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. Verse 15, Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Now the verse 20 there, knowing first that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation, that simply means you can't decide what it means for you. No. It means a certain thing. Yeah, a lot of people like to decide, well, you know, this is what I take from it.
3: Yeah, there's only one interpretation, but there's many applications.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, no prophecy of the scripture.
3: That, that verse back there when it says, uh, we were with him in the holy mount, it had to be, the writer had to be one of three people.
0: James and John. Yeah, but this this, this uh pointy headed intellectual Bible commentator Although the author claimed to be the Apostle Peter.
3: Well you know, when 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 they write commentaries on books and things like that, if they don't have a lot to say about something before they start, you know, like three
0: or four pages, yeah then
3: that, that, you know, that they don't they don't know what to do with all those
0: noodles behind. I, their name. I like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the size of the print in this Bible. I'm probably going to have to kind of resort to it because I'm having trouble seeing the other one. But, yeah, the uh, notes in it are just a train wreck. That, that's why I got this one. This is a
1: that no uh, I think it's called a Treverus, but it doesn't have any any notes. other notes or that's, any... That's all it's got is... Straightforward. Yeah,
3: they you know cross references are helpful, but the notes are yeah, yeah can mislead Denominational, e- exactly right.
0: Mm-hmm. You know this uh, NIV is a Ryrie, uh, Charles Ryrie, all of his notes. Now we're same as his pre millennial. Yeah, and he'll talk about the rapture and he'll talk about the millennial age to come, but you know that is following to a particular denominational view. I think it's the right one but um, you see this one here too in Genesis 6 when it talks about the sons of God found the father, uh, daughters of men beautiful and they had they married them and had children uh, this guy he's refuting the whole idea that right. these were literal and Dr. McGee did too yeah well mm. they're wrong mm. they're wrong because we have the
1: evidence that they existed well we have skeletal remains we've got obviously um, pyramids well, the, the pyramids, obviously Goliath. If you could take the, I can make a really, really good case that the cubit of the Bible is the Egyptian cubit, because they they list the change in Second mm-hmm. Chronicles of using the measurement of the new cubit. So, I mean, and even if it was the Hebrew cubit of eighteen inches, Goliath was still yeah. like nine and a half feet tall. I mean, well, exactly.
3: And you know, and it says that uh, it says in Joshua that the finally they killed off all the giants. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. yeah. You know. And uh, the last, one some of the last ones were Goliath and his brothers.
1: Yeah, and then uh, there was King Og, but he was the tallest one that they that was listed in the Bible. Thirteen and a half. Well, if you go by the Egyptian mm-hmm. cubit, he was he was sixteen feet tall. Mm-hmm.
0: So this says that the, the scriptures were written by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost in the King James, and and done by the hands of uh, holy men dedicated to the. To the purpose of recording the word. The whole idea that um, God would just sit helpless while the most prolific translation of His Word, the King James Bible, was set out there with errors in it and was set out there with naming the wrong author, you know? Now, the people debate Hebrews. Um, most think it was Paul, and maybe it was. Uh, but he doesn't say who he is at the beginning. Peter here says mm-hmm. at the beginning, Simon Peter, a servant of an, of an apostle Jesus Christ. I'm a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ.
2: Some of the people I heard say that textual criticism, the type of words that they used back in them days, did not ascribe that Hebrews manuscript to Peter. Uh, to Paul, you mean? To Paul, yeah. I'm sorry. And uh, there's just a certain way, and this was written over a period of 1,500 years. You know, this book from stem to stern. So on three different continents, 40 different authors, but all Scripture we know is inspired by the Holy Spirit. But the textual criticism, like we use verbiage today, that was not around. Like the, just the word "gay." Okay, had a different yeah. meaning 100 years ago. So that's the that's what some people took, and and got Paul out of that. Behaviors.
0: Well, uh, and you're the one that brought this to my attention years ago, Bob. Um, the um, what we have in uh, it's in Galatians, um, and the reason I open my NIV is because this is where my notes were out um, commentaries. Well, no, I wrote this in the margin. Okay. Um, have some trouble. Pulling it up. Can't read my own scribbling. Okay. Maybe it's in chapter 1 of Galatians verse 15. But when God who set me apart from birth and called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not consult any man, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was. But I went immediately into Arabia and later returned to but Damascus. Three years, yeah. So, yeah. this is Paul. We know this much. Got so, he, he was well, counseled personally by Christ. Now, Hebrews. Hebrews uh, chapter 12,
3: verse 22, 20, 23, says, Know ye our brother Timothy set at liberty with whom, if he comes shortly, I will see you. That's almost the last verse of, of uh, Hebrews. Yeah. Who else is talking about? And, and also in Hebrews it says, because of my bonds, he was in jail, right? Yeah, and <clears throat> so it's pretty evident to me that Paul wrote Hebrews. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but it it doesn't really matter because well, all Hebrews, Scripture Hebrews is so such a such a wonderful book. It wouldn't matter who the Holy Spirit wrote it. It wouldn't matter what
0: man wrote Depended. it. Hebrews mm-hmm. chapter two. Verse 3, how shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, who was confirmed to us by those who heard him, God also testified to it by signs. Now, would Paul say that? Would Paul say that it was confirmed by those who heard him? He might say that. He might say that, meaning simply that, you know, I first heard of Christ through the apostles. Although, I think he first heard of Christ on the road to Damascus. I was going to say. That's <laughs> so there, that might indicate that it's someone other than, It doesn't matter, as Jerry said. All right, back to 2 Peter. Chapter 2, the Calvinist's favorite verse here. Not. They hate this verse. Chuck Swindoll brought this out. I use it a lot and you know, those of you listen to this podcast. We've got a lot of people listening. I don't know how they found it. But I mean, you know, about 300 downloads a month. <clears throat> Chapter 2. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who frivolously shall bring in damnable heresies even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. So they're false teachers, and they're denying the Lord who bought them, and bought is Greek agorazo, and redeemed. redeemed. It's translated as redeemed in uh, Revelation 14, same word. The Lord bought them, but they're bringing upon themselves swift destruction. The problem for the Calvinists there that you can't get out of is um, they teach the TULIP, T-U-L-I-P, five points. Now, interestingly, five is is a number division in the Bible. Calvinism does divide. Uh, there's five pillars of Islam, too. I wrote a blog post that, and because the true God-in-the-wool dedicated Muslim also believes exactly as the Calvinist believes that God just forces everybody either here or he forces them there they have no volition at all there's nothing they can do to change their destination the Muslims say your fate was written before you were born but uh T-U-L-I-P-T, total depravity. You're so depraved you can't take hold of salvation. We've dealt with that earlier tonight. You can be depraved and take hold of salvation. You can be depraved and commit the selfish act of grabbing onto a life ring, Not because you love Jesus, because you don't want to drown here. Or burn, as it were. And then you do kind of begin to love the Lord. You, uh, unconditional election. You know, everybody that he chooses, they've got no choice but to just be <coughs> chosen. That's it. L, limited atonement. Here's their problem in this verse. The Calvinist teaches that Jesus only died for the elect, the atonement was limited to the elect. So all of the born reprobates, he didn't die for them about when it says that he died for the sins of the whole world well they wordsmith that one they wordsmith that one and it's and,
2: not god's will that anybody should perish
0: well that's just one chapter over Saint peter 3 9 the lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long suffering to us were not willing that any should perish that but that should, all should come to repentance God isn't well and they'll say, "Well, he's not willing that any of the elect should." be. That's what they do. <laughs> he added something. Yeah, and you know, and uh, I think, I think it's in First John two. <clears> or <throat> is it?
3: So, what about if you confess your sins? He's, he's faithful and just to forgive you. How, how about if you? Uh, if you uh, uh, in Romans 8 9 20. 10 um, if you confess to the Lord Jesus with living heart it God grace enough so if you don't have a
0: choice then how can you do that their whole doctrine is just impossible to prop up everything they teach is like trying to nail jello to a wall something falls off you get something about figured out and then something else falls off
3: I listened to a John MacArthur mini sermon yesterday, mm-hmm. and he kind of t- tries to backpedal a lot of it. But if you read between the lines or between his uh, uh, large words he uses yeah. in in his descriptions, you know, you can you can tell he still believes that yeah, certain it's people are only destined to be saved. Why would yeah, you
1: want to serve a God like that?
0: That's the problem. I mean, goodness, that's sort of how I feel. Ego trip, I don't know. 1 Timothy 2, verse 4. Who wills, talking of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come
2: unto the knowledge of truth. So it speaks, you know, uh, to those who are perishing, the gospel's veiled. They cannot see it, you 've got to be born again. This is spiritually, supernaturally revealed to us it 's like a hologram if you don 't have the proper light, you can 't see it right, and the Holy Spirit is the one that illuminates the words in this book.
0: Amen. Well, in first John chapter two, verse two, it says, "And he is the propitiation and for we'll our sins, and not for ours only." only. But also for the sins of the whole world. What does the Calvinist do with that? With limited atonement, limited atonement falls right there. But they wordsmith it. They jerk it around, and they'll holler, you know, Charles Spurgeon. Spurgeon contradicted Calvinism as much as he picked. He affirmed it. Spurgeon was good. Too. He was a great preacher. Um, but I mean, he did get wrapped around the axle of it, of, of some Calvinist points. So limited atonement well that means the Lord did not buy the elect I mean in this case if these are elect he didn't buy them because they went to destruction Um, 2 Peter 2 verse 1 so they can't make that fit if they say well these were not really purchased well what does redeemed mean then They're false teachers. They bring destruction onto themselves because they
2: bring in damnable heresies. It speaks about that very thing too again in Malachi. It said, let not many of you be teachers because the condemnation is going to be so much greater if you lead these people astray. And it's like, man, I feel really bad for the Jehovah's Witnesses because they're really nice people. And the Mormons, they're really... I mean they're yeah, knocking people. on a door and all that, that sort of thing, away, trying, yeah. but they're preaching damnable
1: heresies yeah
0: yeah, if you don't recognize Jesus Christ as God
1: well, this is the thing with the Mormons is is they do at least acknowledge that they just have some extra... they don't say Christ is God, yeah Satan's plus one two seven. <laughs> But I, I mean, I guess they—I they, mean—they do believe that Jesus is a god. But it, I mean, that's the right. problem. It's,
2: spirit. Yeah. They believe
0: God the Father is just a, one of many gods. Yeah, that's, that's over. Yeah, so they've really got a mess. But the uh, DNA versus the Book of Mormon that has convinced many a Mormon uh, to change their faith and to get on the right track. I missed it. So these. Who was it? damnable heresies spam that they commit bring sudden destruction on themselves, but God bought them just like he bought
2: everyone. You know, there's that one character in the Bible there that I'm trying to figure out how God was so merciful to him. Um, Jezebel's husband, Agag, Ahab. Ahab, Ahab. I mean, he went and he swiped the next door neighbor's uh, vegetable garden and killed him and his entire family. Just well, she forced him here. to do it because he didn't have the intestinal fortitude to whack him. But he killed. And then after he did all that nastiness, he wound up being asking God for forgiveness. And God, I think, for a while, yeah. And it's like, well, that guy was one guy that really needed to be pitched into the lake of fire. I would well, have I think he is. I um,
0: haven't. I haven't studied that. Uh,
3: yeah, um, you see, see uh, the whole idea of forgiveness in the Old Testament was, it was a, a, a yearly thing. Once a year you get forgiven, you
2: got another year you're forgiven. It was, it was temporary forgiveness, you see. But he wasn't affiliated with the high priest that could go into the temple, right? He could not. No. no, I mean, but how could he even be forgiven? Because the high priest made a sacrifice for the people for the whole year. No matter what their background might have been? Right. No matter what the background and then the guy, Jehu, came along and he had um, Jezebel thrown out of the window. Now, how, how was it that he had power to be able to do that, to tell some people's servants to throw her out the window? God said she was going to get thrown out the window and eaten by dogs. Prophecy. But who was that guy that had that kind of command over the people? I don't know nothing about this guy, Jehu. He was a prophet. A prophet, was he? Verse 2 of 2 Peter chapter 2.
0: And many shall follow their pernicious ways, these false teachers, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. You know, these two verses almost seem tailor-made to put a bullseye on Calvinism mm-hmm. and shoot it right down the middle because people do speak ill of Christianity. You know, if, if you go around, you're a Calvinist. And you see, they don't hold it. They don't come out with it too early either. <coughs> They're like <coughs> seven-day Adventists. And more they, they'll, yeah, they'll wait and talk to you about their. Uh, <coughs> the, and you have to kind of pry it out of them. Now, if you're that worried about it, if you're that ashamed, maybe that should give you pause. So you know, when you're dealing with the Calvinists, they will not come out early on and tell you anything. They'll just but then by the time you find out that what they really believe is that there are so many elect and then there's a whole lot more unelect electable. And you think to yourself, Well, if anybody's unelect, that's me. If anybody deserves to go to hell, that's me. And if you think that you've taken the first step in the right direction. Um You have to do reckless damage to so much scripture to prop up Calvinist doctrine. It's unreal. Verse 3, And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. These are those... That are being damned, their damnation with These are these false teachers that God paid the price for. Calvinism can't sustain that verse there. They've got little pat answers for just about all the other verses, even though they're lame pat answers, ridiculous. They can't they can't answer this at all. I have no way. I've never seen one do it. But they'll cling to their false doctrine and pretend that scriptures like 2 Peter. Two, verse 1 are not even there. Some of them will say, well, that's not what was really said. That was mistranslated. Okay, so God let it slide the wrong way, huh? There's the, this King James text. Now, yes, it's been updated a time or two through the centuries. Over four centuries, it's been out there. It's just been adjusted for the language, the language, the way we speak English.
3: The, most of the ones we read is uh,
0: 1796. Is that it? 1769, rather. So, um, and I looked, and there's an authorized King James. King James is very little difference, but you, there's a few places where they'll use a, a different word, like with a asketh instead of ask or something like that, even though both of them have it both ways. He says in verse 4, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them as an example unto those that after should live ungodly and delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from the day to day with their unlawful deeds. If all of this, then the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Notice that Lot is recorded as a righteous man. He did some pretty unrighteous things and the scripture says the reason he was acting this way is all these people he was living with you know the bible says he he pitched his tent towards Sodom he chose the better part or what looked to be the better part yeah that was yeah exactly that's why they call it sodomy to this day because of that the gay lobby they don't like that fact but there it is so um Verse 10, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government, presumptuous are they, self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Whereas angels which are greater in power and might bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord, but these as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed speak evil of the things that they understand not and shall utterly perish in their own corruption and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime, spots they are and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from from sin, beguiling unstable souls a heart they have exercised with covetousness practice, covetous practices, cursed children, which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Boazar. who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity, the dumb ass, speaking with man's voice, forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great, swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promised them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, the same is he brought to end bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they're again entangled therein to overcome the latter end, is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness, than after they have known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them, according to the proverb, to the true proverb, the dog is turns to his own vomit again and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Hebrews chapter 6 talks about this same thing. Drawing close to God, understanding it, uh, understanding righteousness, knowing what it is. Tasting it. Tasting it, yes. And turning away. These people were not born again. These false teachers were not. God knows who they are. Um, in the
3: first uh, verse of chapter 2, what do you take on this? But there were false prophets also among the people. Uh, now, Peter's writing this uh, 60 AD, yeah. 55 AD, something like that, maybe. Uh, was he referring to the Old Testament prophets? I, yeah, I would think, yes.
0: Uh, and does this whole discourse here go in light of. False
3: prophets in
1: the past. Well, I mean, obviously, I, I guess in Deuteronomy uh, it talks about what the measure of a prophet is, and, and so I mean, I, I think I kind of take that to mean that there were false prophets because it was no, definitely criminal, false prophets. You know, but I'm, I mean, what's Peter talking about, presently or
0: formerly? Well, he says in the second part of that, even as their privilege shall, I'm sorry, uh, even as there shall be false teachers among you so. They were there in the past. And in the,
2: yeah, and now they're and we're reading this now, and they're out there now. Mm-hmm. And I remember, back in Deuteronomy, it spoke about if a prophet were to say something and one thing out of a hundred yeah. was wrong, he yeah. got stoned. Yeah. How many of these characters on TV would even the be out there you know, got, if that happened? That none. Scene?
3: Yeah, when you was when you was reading verse ten, I was thinking of this one person that that you see is a lady that is very prominent in the Pentecostal. Uh, name it, claim it. Yeah. And she says the first thing she does is when she gets out of bed, she starts stomping the devil. And she stomps the devil all day long. Now, mm-hmm. that sounds exactly like this person they're talking about in verse 10. You know, they yeah. don't know what they're up against. They don't know what they're talking about.
0: Sounds like George Moore. That is who, who? said... George Moore. Yeah, there you go. Um, Yeah, the... <clears throat> Satan isn't not to be trifled with. Now, if by that she means she is resisting him so that he will flee. <clears throat> and, 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 she and, means uh, defeating
3: the devil.
0: Yeah, we don't defeat him. Um, you know, we can, I guess insofar as our own way of life, our own conversation is the King James word for it, we can, we can work it at, at at stay at trying to stay away from him.
2: Right. That's why we, we got the form of God in Ephesians
0: six.
3: My
2: understanding is a
0: believer
3: that is born from above actually cannot be touched by the
0: devil unless the Lord personally allows that. He too, has to ask, like him. with like with Job and Peter. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus told Peter, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you. So that was a way of telling Peter, I'm going to let him. I'm going to let him do it mm-hmm. because there's something you need to learn. Mm-hmm. And and uh, there was something Job needed to learn. And then from those two guys, we all need to learn that we have to be careful of uh, throwing off on somebody who stumbles. You know, the weight of a <laughs> worldwide ministry and you're trying your best to do right. And then Satan gets his nose under the tent there. And, and too, there's a lot of
3: people out there that saying things about people that aren't true. Like, for instance, uh, after Ravi Zacharias died, I mean, it was just... The lies off, started. Of avalanche yeah. stuff. <coughs> those and was a man that lived a godly life for yeah. years and years Th- Those and years.
0: people are that did that, and, and I think one of them was one of his own daughters. Um, those people who <coughs> did that will pay the price. If all that stuff was true, tell it while he's alive and can speak for himself. They waited till he, he was dead, mm-hmm. and then they run this stuff out there. Yeah, they run <laughs> that flag up. It? It, yes. I'm you know? you going to whack you in the
3: back. <coughs> no, thanks. Oh, man, top of the it head, it kind of makes me think that people that are in ministry are under more attack than those that are. Well, aren't. they would
0: be. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they, they would surely be. But so, the well, attitude
2: speaks to that thing again, you know, blessed are those who are persecuted for my name's sake, for they sorry. should be called the children of God. You know, <clears throat> study to, search, it says study to show yourself approved. I mean, we've got scripture to that. Always be prepared to give that answer for the whole. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why Daniel was talking
3: about the, <clears throat> the people that have these pat answers, these some, some of them are cult, some of them are just out on a tangent, like, like uh, John MacArthur, for instance. Uh, I believe he's probably saved man, but uh, he's got this. But you see, they prey on people that do not know their Bible and cannot offer any explanation for what they're saying. And they talk between the lines. You know, they're saying one thing, you're hearing one thing, but they
0: mean another. Oh, the, the the earmark of a of a true calvinist now a lot of people are not really calvinists they just say well my grandfather grandmother went to the podunk presbyterian and i was raised up in podunk presbyterian by my you know dad and mom and, I, and now i go to podunk presbyterian they said something about john uh calvin and and his institutes and uh That's what we believe. That's what we stand on. (laughs) You you better read that stuff before you try to stand on it. Because it's pretty thin ice. But then there's the ones who really know what Calvin said. And they still are okay with it. Mm -hmm. They're still okay with it. In many ways, they remind me of some of these Hollywood (coughs) types that have been come face-to-face with pedophilia in their own ranks, and they'll defend it. Anyway. Um,
2: Calvinism in its purest form is blasphemy. One of the worst kinds of blasphemy. That's where Psalm two comes in, the Lord shall have him in derision. He shall laugh and have him in derision. I mm-hmm. don't even know what toilet to go use. <laughs> Can't and tell you. That's boy where or we're girl. at now.
0: But don't forget that Lot was called a righteous man and he was vexed. A righteous man vexed by those who were around him. And um you know, you can get you could be a righteous man and get vexed. You know, you go back to Perry Stone. And then they get some um, some interns in there. Some office help. <clears throat> and some of these young ladies are probably still blurring the line in in and out of salvation. You don't come in and out of it, but they're towing the line against it. Maybe they're not saved yet. And they're pretty easy for the enemy to uh Manipulate. Manipulate, and they, you know, the devil just dangles this young lady in front of Stone, and maybe for a good while he resisted it, but maybe things happened in his own home. The wives take care of their husbands; they're supposed to. If they stop doing that, <coughs> what happens? The devil gets a foothold. The Bible tells you that. So they want to be blameless, but if they're not taking care of their husband, and he is, uh, he's vulnerable. And so sure, you know, uh, he struggled. He's going to be okay, I think. But we have to look at it that way because we say, oh, look at you, you pompous arse. This, that, and the other. You self-righteous so-and-so. Look how far you've fallen. Ha, ha, ha. I would never do that. Peter said he wouldn't deny Christ, didn't he? Didn't he say that? I would say the only reason that we all don't fall is 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 Christ is keeping it from happening. I think if the devil had free reign on us, we would have a real struggle. What you doing? I'm
1: making myself a coffee
0: thing. I thought you didn't. Drink... Well,
1: this isn't coffee. This is cappuccino. It's, it's, it's not coffee. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it's it not like the Ron Taylor stamp of coffee. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, I think that was it for us tonight. Uh, we're about an hour in. Uh, you going to join us for prayer for us? <laughs> There is.
3: Jerry. (laughs) Lord God, we bow before you humbly knowing it's quite a privilege to speak to the God that spoke everything into existence. Yes. And you hear our prayers. And Lord, we ask that you uh, forgive us of anything in our lives that prevents you from working the way we would hope you could. Help us, Lord, to See those things which Peter laid out there in chapter 2 about, about virtue and godliness and faith and self-control, good works. Help us, Lord, to see how important those are, not only for our testimony, but also that we might uh, influence others to, uh, to see the hope that lies within us, and may we be prepared so. Lord, I thank you for opening this home and for the importance of being able to sit here and discuss your word among friends and brothers in Christ. And and I thank you, Lord, that uh, you've allowed this to happen for so many years and continue to. Lord, we look forward to your coming. Yes, Lord. We thank you that uh, we have that great hope and promise that no matter what happens, you're in charge you've got it all figured out and we just need to trust in you thank you so much for the lord for dying and saving us and resurrected that we might know eternal life with with him and we pray god that you'd help us to walk in his way and uh, bear in mind that we are just this close to eternity